guys. Hello, Welcome Random Maniacs. Another episode of Clearly Random. We have a special guest special today. Special guest today. Our first guest ever, so that makes you more special than any other guest that we're going to have. kind of creeping me out. In the future. We have Cole Schneider on board, and you may have seen him in such films as... <laughs> <laughs> Say hey. I have watched many films. Yes. You have watched many films. Say hey, Cole. Uh, hey, hey, Cole. Yes. And um, yeah, thanks for letting me hang out with you guys for an hour or so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We were uh, whenever we were originally talking about doing this, we were just gonna have you on for real talk. Uh, we discussed that, and then um, we decided that it, you know, like even lo just logistically, it would be, just be better to have you for the whole show. So we're gonna. Well, I'll make sure yeah. you regret that. Yeah. <laughs> Hear all so, the other crazy garbage that we talk about. Yeah. So, uh, do you have um, the conversation pulled up? No. Okay. I have go some. to the. There, you might have the questions already asked. What so, questions? anyway, we're going to ask you a series of questions. I want to start this out oh. <laughs> by saying that uh, that that Cole, you are probably one of the most influential people in my life at especially at this moment in time. As far as um, socially, politically, and the, uh, theologically speaking, okay? And so I'm going to build you up. <laughs> no now. pressure. Hold on. No, no pressure seriously. I, I sent you a text earlier in the week saying, hey, do I need to come prepared for anything? Yeah, anything exactly. Like so, no, you, do. Do. You, don't, you don't need preparation in any kind of capacity. I just wanted to give you a compliment first because... Now we're going to go into this question segment that's going to tear apart every, every bit of your credibility. And Wait. these are not my questions, by the way. Why are we doing questions straight so To off? introduce Cole to the audience, to the people that might not know him. And for laughs to the people that do. Okay. So, so go to the message. So one of the questions or one of the stories that I was told to You're bring up. You're messing up my, my thing. I asked, uh, I asked several people that are friends of yours that, you know, what should I ask Cole on the podcast? We're going to have him on the podcast. And so what kind of questions should we ask him? Or what is there a funny story that we should tell about or something like that? Okay. So I heard one. The first question that, that they wanted me to ask you, and you can determine who who asked these questions as well. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of a game for me as well. Yeah, possibly. Right, okay. Uh, I was told to ask you about how much pizza you ate in high school. Um, and who would have asked that? That. Uh, yeah, I think you'd have to limit it to somebody that you actually went to high school with. So probably Bradley. Then. It, yeah. Um, well, so there were, there were two main pizza, <laughs> two main ways that I ate pizza yeah. in high school. Um, one was, uh, because the Pizza Hut on 79, um, near, uh, Arnold, the high school I went to, <laughs> uh, had a, uh, cheap buffet, uh, if you showed a high school ID card. And so when we had long <laughs> lunch breaks, or if I skipped third period, then I would go there and just eat a lot. I don't even know how to quantify that. <laughs> and, um, more often, uh, my friend, uh, Harry, um, uh, he would... First of all, he had a car, and I didn't. And second of all, he had money, and I, like he, uh, his his parents sold two good things to find in a friend for like six million dollars, and so he could he wow. could afford stuff. And um, I uh, so so he would take he would uh, drive me over to Little Caesars, and he would buy um, you know he would buy like. Four large pizzas and a two liter of Coke, and what? he would barely eat any of it and drink any of it, and I would get the rest. How do you it was eat wonderful. that? It's amazing to find out how much. I don't eat like that consume. anymore. This is you know. You and Riley are both grown up amazingly. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm responsible with my I eating pretend, habits now. I pretend to be responsible now. I probably don't eat a whole lot less, but <laughs> but I, I don't eat it all at one time. Maybe right on. 
Uh, another one was, um, do you still think you can drink a gallon of milk in one Absolutely. hour? Absolutely, I really do. I, th I think that the, the the circumstances would have to be set up, you know, perfectly. But I was supposed to bring one over here and let you drink the gallon of milk during the that, interview. That was probably a good mistake on your part, as much as mine. <laughs> this podcast would not be going so well. Uh, no, I, here's the thing. When I tried... Yeah, after the vomit ruined the electronical hey, equipment. <laughs> when, when I tried, it was not the best circumstances for me. It was we, I was playing wiffle ball with a bunch of kids in like 100 degree weather. And so the milk is souring extra fast. And I'm running the bases. And, and I'm not able to, to pace myself the way I'd want. How so far I, I did you left, get through? Uh, well, with like two or three minutes left, there was still a quarter of the, the gallon left. And, and so, do you so then I started to just down it really fast. And then eventually it kind of came back with And so the left. challenge is that you have to drink all of it and not throw up, Exactly. Right? You have to drink all of it within an hour and then not vomit within the next hour. Okay. And then um, what, what is, would what you is say? What's the reward for this? What, you, what, pride. Uh, Ego. Yeah. Um, I, so, I guess I mean, no, Gwen, Gwen, Gwen gets to, I think, the heart of why I haven't tried it <laughs> too many times since. <laughs> <laughs> too many times since. Not ever again. <laughs> I did try one other time, and that was that was sort of rigged against me in another direction. I say rigged against me. I don't mean like somebody went out of the way to make sure I didn't do it. I just mean it wasn't ideal. What would be the ideal conditions? Like sitting inside in air conditioning, I could maybe uh, get smaller cups in a portion, you know, uh, um, maybe cups. maybe like 60 cups, you know, all so that on the minute I kind of drink it and I, I take Pace it in at the same time instead of you know, guzzling as much as I can and then running Breaking. the bases <laughs> and then guzzling as much as I can and then fielding and then guzzling While as much sweating. As I can. Exactly. The, okay. All right. Well, that sounds good. That's a challenge for another day then. Um, yeah, let me drink that when y'all eat that hot sauce thingy. Yeah, the hot sauce thing is going to be super fun. Um, so another one was um, about the time um, at Sonny's Barbecue that you were asked to leave. Or the time he ate twenty large Wendy's meals in Are one day. Are these all food questions? Like these, was this, they is ended this up what being. Now listen, <laughs> this is the thing. Like this was a group chat, but this is all that it got to, and that's why I started out with, you know, your ability to influence me socially, theologically, and politically, because I wanted everybody to know that you actually do have a brain. Because all these ended up being food questions. Yes. You do other things um, besides eat. Is that what you want to clarify for everybody? So maybe eat? I don't. Maybe this is my legacy. Now's his wake-up call. And he read a book or two. <laughs> and I would like to point out that every bit of what we're talking about is over 10 years old. <laughs> Actually, the Burger King story, I think, is like nine years old. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so I want to guess who, who, who brought these up. But this is tough because none of these people that I think you would talk to would, uh, would have been there for any of this. Because the Sunny story happened... With the basketball team, and I don't think you even know anybody that played on my high school basketball team. No, but it wasn't anybody that... These are all, like, friends. So, this one yeah. this one was Matt. Okay. Uh, well, so I don't know how he knows about it other than hearing the story yeah, I mean, and maybe laughing at yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure. Sonny's... <laughs> uh, uh, this one isn't, to me, as embarrassing as, as the pizza, because the pizza was, like, a regular, <laughs> like, almost everyday ordeal. <laughs> This was like, you know, the challenge was, was thrown down and I answered the call, you know? Like, this is, all right, I can, I can go for this one. What was at Sunny's, the challenge? Uh, we were at a, uh, it was either Gainesville or Orlando, I don't remember, because we went to both UCF that summer and UF, but uh, we were at a, a, a basketball camp, um, you know, staying at a hotel, and right next to the hotel is the Sunny's, and we had this wonderful teammate named Carter, who had this wonderfully rich and charitable father who always <laughs> paid for our food. And uh, we walked into Sonny's, and 
they had a special going on, all you can eat ribs for whatever price. And uh, Mike Holland, uh, who still lives here locally, I think, although I haven't seen him in a long time, um, said, all right, hey everybody, we're going, let, let's everybody order the all you can eat ribs unless you can eat the most plates. I wanna see if anybody can beat Cole. That's the way he, <laughs> he throws it down. And I said, all right, I'm ready. And you know, not everybody participated, but most people did. Mike actually got in second place with 14 plates. Um, Holy God. Well, oh, let me, let me, it's not like there's a full rack on each plate. The first plate is a half rack. I don't rack. think it matters, Cole. Yeah, every, plate, every plate after that was That's a third a of a rack. That's a cow, man. Yeah, he got second place. I got first place, but after 52 <laughs> plates, the, uh, oh the Sonny's guy, the manager, came over and said, hey, you know, we're not going to charge you anything, but you, you got to stop eating. 52 <laughs> plates? That is insane. Yeah, yeah. I can eat some ribs now. Did you, were you sweating? Did you, were you no. able to function the next day? Yeah, I felt good. I was playing basketball afterwards. I mean, not like an hour afterwards, but... Yeah, we, we went, the, the, the hotel we were at had a little basketball court outside, and we all went out there and shot around some. I'll never get the image. I, I just had an image in my head of Cole being like a werewolf eating a cow, you know, like it, with the moon. I just, I can't, blood I can't, all over him. It fits. I can't eat he like that He looks like anymore. one of the guys that would be in a movie I would see. Oh, I can't eat like man. that anymore. But yeah, I, I don't I mean, know I whether. Can, I bet you still I like I seriously eat a lot don't of know whether to be impressed or disappointed. Neither. I, <laughs> neither. I mean, or, or both, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> If you're gonna do one, you have to do the other. Is, is, I guess what I'm saying. That's funny. Wow. Okay. So now you know Cole Schneider. He has read other. He's read books too. So it's not just the food thing. But good God. Okay. I'm gonna have to like reevaluate my opinion. <laughs> so anyway, Gwen, I guess that we'll let you. Now it's my turn. Hey, if any of these other people are, are you know brought on in this podcast at any point, I'm definitely doing absolutely. With you. I'm doing this with everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is going to be a thing. Thanks, like Bradley, anybody, <laughs> and it was also just to let you know that the other people that got involved with it were uh, Rob brought up the milk thing. Uh, oh, and thanks, Qu Rob. Quinn Quinn backed it up. It was Quinn's Quinn was there. Quinn actually. Quinn, it was Quinn's idea to bring the milk onto the podcast. Quinn, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the YouTube video of that, but I have. He was there. But that Quinn day. was the one that. It, so, so with like less than thirty seconds left, I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm probably not going to finish. I mean, there's there's not much left, but there's only you know seconds left, and I'm really trying to down it, and you know, and then I, I take a breath, and while I take a breath, Quinn comes up behind me and kind of massages my shoulders. It's like a, you know, yeah. he's not doing anything malicious, but. I'm telling you, like, just pulling my shoulders back and exposing, mm -hmm. like, like, changing my posture. Yeah. Like, it just <laughs> shot up from my digestive tract. And he, so, Quinn was the one that really uh, was like turned that into the adventure it was. <laughs> and that's what turned it into The Exorcist. So, that's funny. Wow. Actually, that YouTube video, uh, Dustin um, Bryson is the mm -hmm. one that makes that because his laugh at the last several seconds of that is wonderful. Yeah, it's been so long since I saw it. I saw it right after it yeah. happened. I'm hopefully, uh, so it's been it down. years since I've actually. I doubt it. Knowing it. Dustin, who he is, he probably didn't know yeah. if it's. Um, and the other thing is, somewhere. it's the internet. It's got to be out there somewhere. I'm sure. Just so. think of that. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> I own up to it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well. Um, anyway, Miss Producer. Am I? Is that my title? It's certainly not me. Yeah, it's definitely not me. So is there any, okay, so as a qualifier, is there any other thing that you would like to, to give allocates to yourself about that, that don't involve food or a horrible food store or maybe where you like ate a salad one day and then I went to sleep? I think you have summed up my entire existence. <laughs> That's it. Horrible food store. Okay. That's so hilarious. That's super fun. Super fun. Good to know you, Cole. Um, anyway. 
I won't do because we um, just had a podcast. I won't do the stress or whatever. Okay. Because, I mean, we hadn't even had a week to even stress about. No, it's been a couple days. So, um, and I haven't had any anyway. Do you have any local shout outs that you want to talk about? No. Like local businesses? I didn't go to really any this week. Not you. Cool. Okay, cool. I don't like. I don't eat out. I don't think like you guys do, or like most people in the he world. He eats do. out. I eat out. I um, I would. I I like places, but I haven't been there recently, so mm-hmm. I don't know that I can do that. If you want. Uh, if I were to eat out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like I like Finns a lot, and it's kind of close. Yeah, to where I am. we did. We That's never probably said the last place I eat out, actually. Finns actually. Yeah, I we never. Did. I have. I don't remember you saying oh, well, it. Well, you don't, you don't care about what I say. That's probably why. You don't listen to me, Gwen. Yeah, and that's it. the problem with our relationship. Really? That I don't listen? Yes, exactly. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Glad Good that's stuff. been pinpointed. All right. <laughs> that's down in books. No, our friends just opened a um, farming, that little microgreens. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Brian um, and Christy Brian and did Christy that. Voss. They, they did their um, microgreens of Panama City. Mm-hmm. PC microgreens farm. Yeah. And you it's probably leave. gross. Don't do it, people. <laughs> I, we actually had some of their sunflower sprouts. I put I put some in my um, salad. It's pretty good. You read what it is. Okay. Um, description. We are a local family just getting started in urban farming, seeking to create an alternative to today's highly processed, chemical-laden, centralized, and big agricultural-dominated quote-unquote food system. We offer healthy, fresh, locally grown alternative to grow- by growing our own microgreens right here in Panama City. Our microgreens are grown in organic soil indoors under full spectrum <laughs> fluorescent lighting with filtered water, no pesticides, no petroleum-based fertilizers uh, are ever used. And so, um, you want me to read this whole thing? You don't have to. Okay, but basically they're hippies. I think we get the gist. There's yeah, no pesticides and I don't Right. <laughs> <laughs> These are hippie friends of ours. In fact... We thought that we were hippies until they, I mean, they like took it to the whole new level yeah. and they are doing really well with it. Yeah. I'm they're trying at to see the farmer's there's... market. They're at the farmer's market today in St. Andrews. And they said, in short, eating microgreens is like taking high quality uh, multivitamin. Now, I want to say too that they have those sunflower sprouts mm-hmm. and those are actually really good. I, I was surprised. I, I honestly don't even know what a sunflower sprout is. It's a sunflower. It's like you, yes, you do. But it's not like a... <laughs> grown yet. And you can it's you just eat a sprout it like of a sunflower, okay. basically. And because, and is so, that something that I would like even find at Publix? No. Well, they, so. they'll have like um, broccoli sprouts and, you know, yeah. um, some other kind of sprouts in the salad section. Yeah. But um, I. I, I but Rarely, it's like three bucks, and you get a them. you get it like a container this big, and I kind of ate them like M and M's, like because it's just one bite at a time kind of thing, or like two or three. You actually enjoy them, and they taste good. I'm they sure are I like so surprisingly like kind of good. I loved them on my salad. Yeah, because I, I, I I'll. I had no them. idea. Whenever she had them, she was eating them. I was like, oh boy, you know. And she was like, here, try one. I was like, okay, Christy. Christy. Okay. Yeah, I was like, okay, Christy. And so I taste. I was like, well, hold up, this <laughs> this is actually good. So. Because anyway. they'll come out with an old, you know, peanut butter can, um, jar of just like their homemade like yeah, girl, trail mix. Yeah. So, so that's how they roll. Yeah. Just. And they're some of our best friends in the world. Yeah, so. they're good people. Yeah. What's your positive vibe story? My positive vibe. Um, oh, so what city was it in? I think Detroit. Yeah, it was in Detroit. You told me to write down homeless coats. Homeless coats, yeah. Um, so in Detroit, there is um, a group that has got together, and what they're doing is they are hiring <clears throat> homeless people that are in shelters, 
mainly mainly uh, young women that are going and making coats, and so they hire them, pay them to like sew coats together and those type of things, and then they give those coats out to homeless people, and they've given like fifteen thousand coats out worldwide, oh, awesome. and they're employing all these people. And there are actual politicians who are so into this that they are donating X amount of dollars to hire new employees to make more coats to give out to more homeless people. Nice. And so it's just, it, not only does it help the homeless, but it also breaks the cycle of homelessness. And so I thought that that was just the coolest thing ever. That is cool. I dig it. Awesome. Yeah. So Cole, I asked you if you would get a positive vibe. Did you have time to do that? Yeah, I mean, I uh, this morning, so it's Saturday. Yes. As, yes. As when we're recording this, so it's college football day, and um, <laughs> oh, <coughs> is that a bad thing? Did no, we no, did no, we no. interrupt your college football? He I know you're. He's a, more into pro. Okay, I, good. I, I know also, you're a sports junkie. Yeah, I mean, I, I see. That's why I was surprised by his other questions because he's pretty like the most competitive guy. person in the yeah, world. So I was surprised by food questions. Although but, all honestly, of this, I was surprised food, by food questions. All of this food stuff did show his competitive nature. <laughs> I just want to point out. <laughs> no, the pizza just showed my um, my greediness. <laughs> well, well, high school, yeah. Yeah, the the, re- the the rest of it was was probably on a dare of some sort or competition <laughs> of some sort. But the pizza is just me being a glutton. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so uh, you know they have college game day. You guys yeah. familiar yes. with yeah. college game day? Everybody. <laughs> Corso. The best part about college game is not Corso because he's he puts on the the helm. The, yeah, yeah, it's the, the right thing, thing, but but he's not the best part. Of Corso's. <laughs> I'm a Florida State guy, which is part of why I'm kind of done with the season. And um, they're playing right <laughs> which now. Which is why and, I don't watch college football anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm with like, LSU, uh, man. I so I should be a Corso fan. He's a Florida State guy, but I can't do it. Uh, no, but the best part about college game day for me is the signs, right? In the background. Okay. Yeah. There's always... Yeah. There you know, are the stupidest College signs. kids may not be smart enough to pass classes, but they're smart <laughs> enough to come up with the most clever signs on television <laughs> weekly. And um, typically they're funny and, you know, you check Twitter and you're like, oh, I didn't even see that one. That's great. Uh, there was one today that I think is especially noteworthy from Nigel Hayes, who I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he I is a basketball player at Wisconsin. He's actually preseason Big Ten Player of the Year. So he's a... <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a player uh, of, of name recognition, and he held up a sign. I wish I, I should have pulled it up, but because uh, I don't remember exactly what it said. But basically, it was, um, I am a college athlete, uh, send money. You know, that's the, the <laughs> paraphrase. Yeah. And, and, you know, he has been recently a little bit more active, and uh, a couple other people, you know, around the, around the country, too, trying to get college students paid. Uh, okay. College athletes paid yeah. because it's, I mean, you know, he's constantly pointing out okay. how they yeah, make tons nothing. of money That's for true. tons of suits. Yeah. But he doesn't see a dime of it. And if he, if, if, if I were to go out there and say, hey, you're one of my favorite players. Can I buy you a uh, uh, McDonald's? Yeah. Can I get you something off the dollar menu? Yeah. If he says yes, then he's suspended. You know, it's, really? it's crazy. Like, yeah. I didn't know it was that NCAA trick. NCAA is crazy. Well, I heard the backstory with the, the um, game. You know that they were trying to um, the PlayStation game. Oh, oh right, yeah, NCAA. Yeah. It's they not even a game anymore. They made nothing from it. Yeah, when they're trying that's to right, because they were having players' well, names on there. Maurice Claret is actually—I don't know if you remember Maurice Claret, the big-time running back. He might have won the Heisman at Ohio State the year that they I beat Miami so. in the national championship. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, he had that terrible knee injury. You might remember that. No. Um, anyway, he—he's um, been one of the most outspoken people. 
uh, about that, and he came to Nigel Hayes' aid on some of this. But he, Maurice Corrette's actually calling for all college athletes, he's been doing this for a while, to just stop. He yeah. says, don't play. They'll start paying you. Yeah. you know, just, if everybody in the country just said, we're not going to play football this week, yeah. people would start listening. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's a great point. And I'm not saying I'm in favor of or opposing all that. I'm just saying that it's... I think it's a great um, idea. I mean, just on the surface level, anything, thinking about it. Go to school and play football. Yeah, that's right. all and, they can. Do. And of course, they're getting scholarship, although not all of them. I mean, you do have walk-on players, but mm-hmm. some yeah. of them are certainly getting scholarships. Um, but that's not to pay for school. Right. Yeah. That's not payment. That's <laughs> no. that's it's yeah. different, and yeah. I think that needs to be. That's incentive to stay there. Um, and uh, so anyway, it's a positive vibe in the sense that it's it's an issue that I think people are aware of, mm-hmm. but it's it feels like it's on everybody's back corner of their heads. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. not just because it's election season or something like that. No. It, just, it always feels like, yeah. well, that's kind of a big, it's, it, it's an well, issue and I see it. And the other thing is me. I can still get entertained every Saturday exactly. and that's why I don't think about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I thought it was really cool that Nigel Hayes uh, did this and it, yeah. it took a degree of guts, I think, to do Heck that. Yeah, you what know did ESPN say um, about it? Um, I don't. I didn't. I should say I didn't watch College Game Day. I was kind of. I was working on stuff this morning, but okay. I saw that on my Twitter. Feed. I'm sure I'd be you'll curious. Hear yeah, about I'd be it. curious to see what ESPN says about and that. I'm sure they probably people. won't say much because, you know. Well, Twitter. Twitter lighted up, yeah. but <laughs> and, until that. Actually, I don't even think it was on Twitter. I think it was on no? Google News. I saw, uh. it. but either I'm sure it's on Twitter too. Hmm. Yeah. Well, my positive vibe story is kind of um, badass. Um, <clears throat> she Fighter is the first female self-defense studio in the Middle East. I saw it. That was so cool. Um, Linda Khalifa. Yeah. Did you, did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. She started She Fight in 2012 to empower and end violence against women. She said a friend of hers was ab- got abused at the university from her father and her brother. And um, she used to come all bruised on her face and her shoulders. And she was so upset by the situation, she, she decided to start training women for self-defense because they need to stand up for themselves. Wow. And she has a, um, Khalifa has a background in ta- Taekwondo. And um, she not only uses the, this facility for self-defense, she holds gatherings, to tell them stories, for women to tell their stories and workshops to they to teach them the laws and awareness of their um, rights. That is awesome. And do you know what country this is in? They just said the Middle East. Okay. They didn't say like where whereabouts it is. Pretty much all of the women are extremely oppressed. So yeah. I'm glad that they're doing. But this. anyway, it's coming out of it. There's said, a big movement right now. She to stop well, she it. said that she's getting death threats and lawsuits on her from yeah. um, the men that are um, mad that she's doing the self defense class yeah. for women. And, um, but that's how it starts. So I just saw a picture of, uh, I posted it today on Facebook. Actually, there's a picture of Susan B. Anthony being beaten by men mm-hmm. and arrested for trying, trying to, to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, unfortunately it takes martyrs like her to, to do just this sad kind of that thing, it's but in it's so sad. Yeah. It is extremely sad. But, but um, the fact she that said she's that, doing um, it is amazing. What's the last thing she said? She said, I always think about the women that I'm helping, and they need me, so I can't stop for them. Right on. I so, think yeah. it would be a great story to find out if somebody like actually tried to assault her, and she beat the shit out of them. That would be amazing. Probably wouldn't make the news. Out, out <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> wouldn't hear about that. No, no, no. We didn't hear about that. But yeah, I thought that was a pretty awesome story. That is awesome. Absolutely. But um. Anyway. All right, you win that segment. I win that segment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, questions. Or do I want to move to bullshit news? I don't have any bullshit news this week, because this whole I think all of it absolutely news is in bullshit. general is yeah, bullshit. I mean, so this, I every bit. Any, I think if we talked about almost anything right now, it, it would, would be, be bullshit. Yes. So 
Did you happen yeah. to come up with anything? I mean, yeah. I mean, what you're saying means that I had quite a yeah, uh, quite a, a selection. Of, yeah. Of things <laughs> yeah. But, Go for it. Well, okay. you, you well, start. It might trigger a few things. I, I know it week. will trigger a lot of things. I'm just trying to. I was trying not to be, and I even wrote myself a note. What's your note? Ta- like? I said taking a break from political um, politics again, and then I was like, we'll take a break after this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I didn't choose anything overtly political. Okay. But all of this stuff is political. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and and mostly just sad, I should yeah. say. Um, uh, did you guys see in Kansas the uh, the plot to kill the Somalis? He did. Yes, I um, did. And so, you know, there was what three or four guys arrested. Yes. In in Kansas, there. Yeah. Um, so obviously that's. Sad that stuff like that's happening. It's yeah. um, great that it's not being carried yeah. carried out. Uh, yeah. They were stopped yeah, you know, beforehand. Very happy about that. Um, I think that it speaks a lot, and this is probably the most political I'll get in saying this, but I think it speaks a lot to where a segment of our country is right mm-hmm. now in terms of um, wanting to. It, as and I'm just, I, I should I should pull up the quote from him, but it's he's literally pulling from Trump's. Slogan. He's saying we need to make America great, or we need to make America what it was before. Some yeah. some kind of version of of make America great again. And, <clears throat> and um, you know, I, th- I just think that, and I, I'm not. I'm really not going to turn this into a. If you're voting for Trump, you're a terrible person. That's not what I'm saying at all. I am. That's not what I'm saying at all, though. Like like, I think I think that I think you're making a poor decision. Yeah. <laughs> but but. Regardless, I'm not saying that everybody who's voting for Trump is like equating them to this guy right. or these guys. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I do think that the mentality. I do is. think that you need to be careful with how much of, um, you know, these sort of negative attitudes surrounding his campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, those things can have a, a tendency to, to sneak into your psyche a little bit more than maybe yeah. we're all. And uh, just to aware point of. out, this is three white right wing. Yeah. Guys who well, were well, you say up. guys. Let me, let me tell you, this is what I was actually really trying to get to, though. And this is the bullshit, in my opinion. Obviously, all of that is ridiculous. Um, but that it's, it, I, I guess maybe we're all so um, used to this kind of garbage. Here's what is. Here's what ticked me off, and here's what actually made me click on the article is that after I saw from the Washington Post and um, USA Today, there were others, but it was in that order. I saw Washington Post headline, and I saw the USA Today headline. And they were both essentially identical. And that because they're three white guys, and this is what pisses me off, and it's all this is always, always, always true. Three three white guys do exactly what they do, and they are called militia members. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anybody else, no matter if they're uh, uh, no matter if they're Latino, no matter yep. if they're Arab, no matter if they're black, yep. it, they would be terrorists. Yep. That, that's what they would be called. Yeah. They are they are the, they are um, facing terrorism charges. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there there's no question that they're terrorists, and they found literally a metric ton of explosives. Yeah. In in this guy's house. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's supposedly like some sort of a a radioactive thing that he was that he had made right like to give people like severe radiation poisoning. i didn't read that but very possible hmm. um i didn't read i mean I didn't read <clears> that, <throat> but probably i mean his his wife was like you know he's oh i'm thinking watching. of a different story but that's okay. okay he was wanting to blow up a, a mosque after on november 9th and then uh a apartment building yeah filled with somali full of somalis right so yeah he was he it was he was, was very, very well clear planned. about his anti-muslim anti-immigrant anti yeah. um 
refugee mentality. Right, exactly. And uh, that was what was motivating his actions. And again, like I'm not trying to equate these people to you. If you're a Trump supporter, I know good people who are Trump supporters. I'll agree yeah. with that. But, Me too. But... I will, I will at least ask you to heed the warning that hopefully you can at least understand that this is terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and if so, maybe heed the... And, and again, not that... Like, I'd be severely surprised if any Trump supporters listen to this podcast anymore, but that's okay. And I'd love not it if they day. did. Maybe we should be more central. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid <laughs> yeah, of, know. of you know, extremism um, when not it's a, opposing yeah. an extremism like this. I mean, yeah. I will absolutely come down on the side of extreme distaste of this kind of yeah. attitude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, but when it involves in a human being, even if they seem super despicable, yeah. um, I just like to acknowledge that they are still a human being. Yeah. Yes. Um, but not a human being I'm going to vote for. Right. <laughs> but that's all I got. Is yeah. the, the, it, it, specifically um, the uh, militia members yeah. versus terrorists. Yeah. Right. That is something that is, I think, uh, pretty alarming when... Every media member that I've noticed, because it started off with just those two, but there were more that I saw. Oh, yeah. Everybody is calling them yeah. members of a, a militia. Yeah. Well, if they're not you know, white, they're not in the militia. Um, yeah. Then they're terrorists. That's what they call a lot of um, white supremacist yep. groups as well, is militia. Well, yeah. this is a white supremacist group. They're, they're well, called, they call themselves the Crusaders, yeah. which, okay, if we hear about people in the Middle East that are in a group called... ISIS mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, I know that's a nation and it's not, it's a little bit different, but any sort of group, know, any sort of jihadist yeah. group, yeah. we think, Baharam or, we yeah. think, um, you know, what we think about them. Yeah. So what do you think that they think when they hear about a group of the crusaders yeah. that are going to bomb, exactly. you know, Somalis? Yeah. It's, you know, and people don't want to take both sides of anything. They want to sit in their little box and not think outside of anybody else. And I said this before, no one wants to think how it affects this person over here besides how it affects me yeah and it's an it's super annoying and i just want to i want to just shake people and that's the pg version of what i actually want <laughs> i actually just walk down the street shaking people i just make it a <laughs> just, my I just walk up to them and shake them yeah i don't yeah. say anything I, you know, like, <laughs> I don't want to hurt their feelings so i just shake them <laughs> by talking <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, questions. I have no questions for you. Good. Thank God. This I'm week. off the hook this week. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to commend you for one thing. Well, more than one thing, but... Pizza. Pizza. Your ability to eat, eat meat. Pizza. No, I love how you know the dis difference between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation. Right, right. So, gotcha. um... I dig that about you, and you can see both sides and understand that. And you have a um, realization that most people don't, and I really dig that a lot. But anyway, moving on. Cool. Thank you. I will say I try hard. Yeah. Is that a question? And, no, I just said. Oh. Well, well, but I mean, I will say that, uh, and that's not to say that I do it right all the time or something like that, but I do try hard. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because... I think it, you have to. Yes, <laughs> I think I, I, I think that if you're not vigilant in doing that, then you're not going to. Yeah. And so I don't know, but uh, but yeah, I definitely definitely don't want to appropriate any culture. No. But but I think that that white folks in general have a tendency to. Uh, I, so, I listen. Don't get me wrong. Some white folks appropriate. Yeah. A lot. I, 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 but but I think that the majority of white folks that I know that are you know well enough intentioned, um, they don't appropriate 
you know, whether it's black culture yeah. or another culture very often, but they also don't always appreciate it. No. And that's um, a, I think that's the biggest problem I have with a lot of people is they get it, but it's like, eh. Yeah. I, really. I mean, yeah, you got to, we're all, I mean, whatever it is that you like, mm -hmm. <laughs> music or whatever, yeah. um, you learned it to yeah. like it somewhere. And so you can learn to like another kind of mm. music yes. or another kind of culture or whatever. Yeah. And so I, I do think it requires effort, but I think it's an, but it's an effort. It's not even just selfless. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you, you know, it's not just like, I want to appreciate these people. It's, I have a lot to gain by appreciating mm -hmm. these people. I mean, yeah. you expand your horizons, you yeah. have your interests and your understandings. And to me, I mean, not to go off on a tangent, but to me, it's a, it's just a Christian practice. It's like if, if, you know, how can I, how can I be a light to others if I'm not, yeah. understanding of their world absolutely so, uh, totally yeah i don't know <laughs> no that you said it you said it very eloquently i think yeah but anyway all right um why did you stop doing your podcast time Wait, which one um well, we only we only you did, did the we one, only did yeah one. i only the movie town movie club yeah oh i thought that you were in another one too oh no you're thinking of the uh wonder what podcast yes i was a guest on that one time but uh, Bradley does that, and I think that he's. I don't think that they're done with that. Is my understanding? They're kind of on hold again mm. for time. I mean, Bradley's right. a busy guy too, and yeah. he does a lot of work with that. But yeah, Matt and I used to have a podcast, yeah. Movie Time Movie Club podcast. That's right. And it was a blast, and we still love it, and we still keep. I mean, the club is still active. Yeah. We, we just kind of made it into a once a month thing, and it's more of a gathering of people to watch movies than it is a once a week. Because okay. it is tough. Like it was once a week to not only to record an hour and a half podcast, which takes more than an hour and a half to do. Yeah. Um, but it was also, you have to watch it. We have to get together to watch a movie before that. And then on our own, we would do a movie assignment. So he yeah. would assign me a movie and I yeah. would assign him. So that would be another couple hours that we would have to take. And then, you know, we, we, there were segments. I mean, all these segments that yeah. you do, they, they don't require a lot of time. So you guys fun could, to do, but why can't you just like quit your jobs and do well. that? <laughs> <laughs> that is an option that I considered <laughs> for the shortest amount of time in the process. That's I sound hilarious. like Janelle right now. Oh goodness! Who? PM? Janelle's yeah. always telling people to quit their jobs. No, yeah. we should just quit. <laughs> what? No, we can't do that. Have you ever thought about doing like a music festival here, like a mini one? I mean, I'd love that. I'm not. I don't think the person to do that. Maybe, maybe, maybe everybody says with, that. like the Gulf Coast Jam. I'm or... not. I'm just not. I'm not connected <laughs> in the local music scene the way it should be. Honestly, you know, you know. Is there a local music scene that's outside of I remember, classic rock? And I'm gonna, and I know I'm gonna butcher like the name mm. of it, but it was some years ago, and um, it was on Harrison. Mm -hmm. That I remember you used to go to that. I wanted to go to it. I never. I always talked about it, and I never went to it. And the night I was supposed to go to it, I saw like twelve year olds. Not really, but to me, they were yeah. twelve year olds, and I was like, mm, I'll just yeah. go to newbies or somewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember where yeah. I went, but it was. Um, it had like legit people come there but it got closed down i forget why um it got closed down but you know who i think is going that direction like i think if if you if you were to tell me in five years we're gonna have a, a good sized music festival come here yeah. and it's gonna be awesome i would bet the north stars behind it hmm. um north star church yeah they do they they do a lot of a lot of stuff with that and um they have a lot of people um from their community that have gone on to atlanta or wherever else and you know they could I think if they wanted to, and I do think that they have, you know, a lot of desires and connections to, to, to make that happen. So, I mean, I don't think that I don't have any inside information nope. on that at all. I'm just observing, <laughs> give us a scoop? observing their, their kind of, uh, movements in that direction. I, I could see something like that being put on by them. Yeah. Um, and they also have 
just by their existence, not a person. It's a, you know, they would have the support of, I mean, yeah. that's, that's, I mean, it's got to be what, maybe the second biggest church in I would the have county, to. probably behind First Baptist, but yeah. they're probably the second biggest church, right? I, I would have so, to agree yeah. with that, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, St. Andrews is pretty big too, but I bet you North Star is bigger. I have, I have no idea. Um, yeah. But anyway, they're 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 a big community. They have I don't know if services. you know this, but we we go by research on this show, and you should have yeah. done all this way before you got. Because you've heard that on the. What is that again? Let what me look it, it up on, while we're on the podcast. <laughs> that's how we do with fact checking. Yeah, um, that's how we roll. As long as you qualify it with, I have no idea. I think you're safe. <laughs> don't listen to me at all. And now you can listen to everything I said. <laughs> all right. What made y'all start um, reviewing movies? Just uh, we just like movies. I, I honestly do think it's that simple. I think that that we. I wouldn't know that you like movies. I I mean, like you don't yeah. talk about how much you like movies. I, I rarely hear you say that was a really great movie. You know, I usually hear this movie wasn't good because of all. Oh, all right, all right. Let me address. No, no, no. This. See, here's the thing: when I listen to the reviews, and, I, and it's a movie I really like, I'm just like, well. Maybe I just wasn't smart enough to dislike no, it. No, that's what so I was no, 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 no. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me take a minute and address all this in a public venue like a podcast for a second. Because I hear this all the time. And I get it. I do. I get it. Let me say... But you're I, wrong. Nope. No, no, no. Let me say... I, 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 uh, okay. there's a, I'll give a shout out to um, Letterboxd. If you are a, a big movie fan, you should be on Letterboxd. And uh, uh, follow me and let me know. And I will follow you and we'll be friends. But, uh, but Letterboxd is a social media... Thing for movie fans, mm-hmm. and so and what it what it does is it every time you watch a movie, you kind of post a review, you know, three out of five stars, move on with your life. Um, but it has it has a, uh, a a way of tracking all that. Obviously, every time you log it, it keeps it in its system, mm-hmm. and so and it tells me exactly how many movies I've given one star, one and a half, two, all the, everything. <laughs> I like way more movies than I dislike. Huh. I would just like to point that out. Okay, <laughs> um, statistically, I, yeah. I mean, I, again, I keep track of all of it. So um, no, there is some um, some bias in what I choose to watch. I'm yeah. going to tend to. I, I'm going to be able to evaluate before seeing a movie. <coughs> I'm going to be able to say, well, it, you know, I have a choice between these five movies. This one looks the best. I probably am pretty good at knowing what I'm going to like. So it's going to. There is some some choice bias there, but uh, selection bias. But I do like more movies than I dislike. I want to point that out. And then number two, like. I mean, I can only offer my take. It's not to say yeah, I'm right. Absolutely, yeah. So if you loved a movie that I hated, I think like, it's awesome. funny. I just think it's hilarious. Now, you like y'all. no Marvel movies, right? No, that's not true either. <laughs> I, I like a lot of Marvel movies. Here's one one thing. I, I I definitely don't like Marvel as much as most people. I'm mm-hmm. definitely not Goo Goo Gaga over it. Like, yeah. I feel are you like a most comic book guy? No, I, I, really? I've read one comic book in my entire life, huh. and I, none when I was a kid. Because most people that don't like necessarily like go crazy, they are like die hard. Yeah. comic book fans that yeah. aren't like no, you know they're no. usually the ones that don't like yeah. the movies I know but that's not me I just I I will say I haven't liked a Marvel movie in a while unless I'm forgetting one I, I certainly haven't liked most what of about the recent like Avengers let's, let's I love the Avengers yeah Avengers okay. is probably it's maybe my favorite I mean I also <laughs> really like Iron the, the first Iron Man movie yeah, I mean, the there, there are a few one. that I really like <laughs> um, but but I would say that even the ones that I do really like like even those like those aren't like five star films to me right. you know they're, they're good yeah. I think they're I think they're very good. And they have their place. Um, but, uh, you know, but if I never see those again, like, I'm cool. I mean, I'm also cool if you, you text me tonight and you're like, hey, you want to go see Iron Man? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's just, I don't, I don't care that much. And most of the Marvel movies for me fall in this, like, they're like two and a half star movies. They're yeah. not bad. They're yeah. not good. They're just, like, I saw a thing. Yeah. yeah. I get I it. Know. I get it. Um, what TV shows are you watching right now? 
I'm not a TV guy. What TV shows do I watch? I, uh, I, I thought I was going to be on last episode, so I thought I was going to watch Luke Cage. Did you end up I watching any of them? I haven't oh watched a second gosh. of it. And That's I'm, on another episode. And this is separate from what I was saying about Marvel earlier, but one thing that I don't like about Marvel, and I think that everybody else loves it about Marvel, and I'm just... It's my fault. I'm just not a TV guy. <laughs> but I feel like I don't want to watch Luke Cage before watching Jessica Jones. Mm. And I feel like I, I don't want it. to watch Jessica Jones before watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. And I feel like... And, 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 and yeah. I can have everybody yeah. explain to me. They're not yeah. connected. You can yeah. get away with it. But it's just like I'm a completist. I can't yeah, help it. Yeah, I get it. And, and I want to do everything in the right order. And, yeah. and I just know that that's never going to happen. Uh, see, so I can't watch here's the thing it. about that. I didn't finish Daredevil because of him. Because he was like, well, just watch it with me. And, you know, I can't sit him I mean, down long yeah, enough to watch anything. You've been placing the blame on, on, that, on me a lot And so recently. I didn't, never got to watch the first season. But I did watch Jessica Jones. So whenever they nodded to Jessica Jones, just nod in Luke Cage. I was like, oh, that was cool. So, yeah. Nothing, nothing like too crazy, but yeah, I, I get what you mean. I might go back because I keep telling people, people keep telling me to go back and watch Daredevil, so I, I get it. I have a heavy preference for movies over TV. It's not that I don't like TV. Yeah. But my, my big thing with TV is even a, you know, short first season is like 13 hours of your life. Yeah. A movie's two hours of your life. Yeah. And then you move on. Gwen can do 13. I can't. Oh, it yeah. took, it man, it's really hard It took for me. everything in me not to finish watching Luke Cage whenever yeah, he, and I, I was struggled like. struggled through to, I like, as much as I was enjoying it, it was still really hard for me to just sit down and watch Well, you got to understand too that, um, yeah, I'm not working. Yeah. You're working. Well, like you, traditionally. You work four jobs. Traditionally working. So I'm like, I'm whenever, like when Friday comes around, <laughs> when Jordan's out of school, I'm like, and that's when all the everything's released yeah. is on Fridays on Netflix. Yeah. So I'm just like, binge. So that. So, yeah. what types of movie? Like, if you had a, a a movie that you could say is like the quintessential good movie. I mean, I know that you can't well, pick one. I know that's impossible. But for genre? me, as somebody that doesn't know, I mean, is is there like an indie film out there that's just like that's oh, out right wow. now? No, that's that that I would have heard of possibly. Or I could at least say... But something where, fresh, right? Possibly. Or, you know, just something where the, even the listeners Not could sit there and say, oh, okay, now I understand, like, where he likes to go with movies. Like, at what what movies have you rated five stars? This year? Sure. sure. Um, this year I've given three movies five stars. Okay. Um, uh, 13th, which we'll get to soon, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I just watched that, and that's my third favorite movie of the year. Um, no, that's a documentary, though. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a, it's a film. You can go with film. It's a film. Okay. Um, There's and, no actors involved. It doesn't matter. It's a okay. film. Um, and an interview subject is an actor of sorts, right? Yeah. I don't know. It okay. would depend on how you define actor. I guess. Maybe not. Um, uh, my <clears throat> second favorite movie, and the only of these that is a, uh, a fiction film, so this is not a documentary, is Hell or High Water, which is... Hmm. You heard super, of super. I, I want to say I heard the name, but... It was only at Carmike when it came here. Mm. It's not a... It's It's... Probably walking the line between the sort of indie film that you've never heard of mm-hmm. and you know the normal theater film. Yeah, because uh, it did come here and it did have a wide release, but what not a about? big release. Uh, it's got uh, Chris Pine in it from everything. You yeah, know, from like Star Trek yeah. and everything. Um, and it's got uh, uh, who else would you know? It's oh, it's got um, oh my gosh, uh, the Big Lebowski's in it. Oh, okay. uh, Jeff Bridges. Um, mm. And and basically, so it's. Um, so I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I wanted to see that because that fantastic. looked bad. At, and it's Ben awesome. Foster, right? Ben Foster, yeah. Ben Foster's so good in it. He's um, he's an awesome actor. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, I did want to see that with them. 
Yep. Yep. I want to see that. So do you like bad. plays as well? Uh, yeah, I was just at a play last night. Did you go to Connors? Yeah. I wanted to go and see that. That's cool. Apparently Dylan was in that too. I just yeah, found he out. was the lead. He was fantastic. Holy cow. Dylan. <laughs> you were great. Dylan. Gallagher. Gallagher. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say. We'll tag him in this. Yeah, and, uh, Ian Bingham was in it as well. Also okay. very good. Ian's in everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I so, think that's all. Really like no, well, I had one other question. Because I considered, like, stop talking about politics. Of course, we always say that yeah. we do, are going to stop talking about We're it. really but, not, too. Um, and then I sit back and think about it and just, like... I can't not say anything. So do you feel like it's this service to be on this platform, this kind of platform with this many people, not like it's like tons of people sure, listening. It's a public platform. Yeah. Um, that for us not to say anything. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you think it's better um, for us not to talk about it or for us to like dive deep into it? I don't want to say dive deep into it, but like inform, be I mean, I mean, yeah, I think these are more questions of a like personal conviction than anything. Yeah. I will say... I will say that the one thing that I, um, not not so much, no, it's not something that I you know think about every day or anything yeah. like that. But one thing that that uh, I do try to remember as a white man is that there is a privilege associated with my existence that allows <laughs> me to ignore some of these things. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean it necessarily has to be addressed in a podcast or on Facebook or, or whatever. But there is. Uh, there is a privilege associated with that, and it's something that I want to be very careful that I don't take for granted. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't really apply to you at all, Gwen. Um, <laughs> and it, it, you know, and it doesn't even probably apply to Blake in the same way. But, nope. but if I can just speak to my own, that that is that is a, at least a a part of the conversation between myself and my convictions and mm -hmm. my thought process. And I go stuff. through the same thing. I mean, as a, as a white male, I do want to use that platform not to lead any charge, but certainly come alongside or right behind right. Uh, black people who are. And I mean, I think about, you know, people in the past who were alongside Martin Luther King and Malcolm X during their movements. And, uh, you know, those not that they agreed with everything he did, but there was still a lot they of white were, people that was fully, No, I'm saying, I'm just saying, like they, they loved the movement. Yes. Mathematics right. specifically. Yeah, that's one thing that. Yeah. I won't. I won't necessarily go on the deep end on that, but it does yeah. tick me off. I'll say briefly, it does tick me off when people say, "Well, I went to the Black Lives Matter page, and they say this one thing that I don't agree with." Yeah. Out yeah. of the thirty-seven things, like. Okay, well, America's <laughs> probably doing something that doesn't make you happier. You're still a patriot. It's yeah. like, like, you have to agree with everything. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah that's just I, have, not, I haven't and, really and talked about it. Most of the time I just get, that's a terrorist organization. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And so, I mean, I, yeah, some people that's are usually about it, as but, far but as I, I get. There, and you know people like this. They, they there are. do have, want to have a fair conversation they about do. it. And, there and, are. And in that case, for me not to uh, engage them in that when they clearly have a desire to do that, I think that... Yeah. That's and willing to have a conversation about Absolutely. it, would, yeah. yeah, it would be a disservice to to America um, in general to not to not pursue the conversation. But, but on, and again, I don't mean to go too deep into this, but no. on the Black Lives Matter movement, what also people need to realize is it's not like we're, we're so used to in terms of civil rights movements, but also in terms of anything. Yeah, we're so used to, and especially I'll say people uh, <coughs> of my parents' generation. Mm -hmm. um, 
are so used to there being a figurehead that's leading that charge. Right. And so we could say we don't agree with Malcolm X or mm -hmm. we don't agree with Martin Luther King or we yep. don't agree with Gandhi or we don't agree with you know, person X or Y. Yeah. Um, but in Black Lives Matter, it's like, we don't even know who's writing that post on their website. Yeah. Like, like uh, it's a community, it's, it's a social it? media-driven event. Yeah. I love it. And yeah. so it's I not... I mean, you don't get more grassroots than that. Exactly. Uh, and, and it's great, but it's also, I think, susceptible to being misunderstood mm -hmm. by people that didn't grow yeah. up. Not that I grew up with that. I mean, it's not like Twitter was around when I was a kid, but yeah. I'm 28 <laughs> and it's been... Like, I'm, I'm around that age well enough. And, and so I'm... I'm a lot more comfortable, I think, with, you know, there being a looser association yeah. of terms as to what they're even going after. Yeah. Um, Not and fundamentally, has to be. like, like you cannot, like, like I, I very much doubt that anybody listening to this or in the world that is not a complete person of hatred yeah. can possibly disagree with the three words in their title. Yeah. And so if, if, if you agree with that, then you agree with the movement. Yeah. That, that doesn't mean that you, you agree with every stream that's, you know, going right. off of the river, but you're on the river. Yeah. And, and maybe it goes in a different direction than you think here or there. And I actually kind of do wish that they would stick more to, to you know, domestic black issues than they, you know, when they go over to Israel or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's not even that I disagree with them on those things, but I think that they start to wane in their focus uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. in that way but but again it's not me to decide that yeah it's right us to decide that and yeah. so i'm cool with that it's a very 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 democratic movement and i, I love it so well, cool. i don't know that's, that's awesome. awesome thanks for your opinion on that all right well that ends this one and we'll be right back hey guys just a quick break in between our crazy to let you guys know that we would love and appreciate you guys asking us any questions or giving us any suggestions on how to be a better podcast um our email is clearly random with blake and gwen at gmail.com you can also hit us up on facebook you can message us we don't mind at all and hope you're enjoying the show and we're back yes all right. absolutely back with the entertainment section. Real talk. Whatever. <laughs> You're not going to wear me now and that's not what it's going to be called. They're called random maniacs, ain't they? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Um, movies. Movies and such. Movies did you watch? What movies did you watch? You just got done watching no, one. No, that on... wasn't a movie. That was a sh I have that down. Okay. Um, I don't think I watched any movies this week. Yeah, we talked about watching Central Intelligence four or five times. And we did not. Never watched it. No. And you didn't watch any other movies? I didn't watch any movies this okay, week. Okay, well, no. according to Cole, I actually did watch a movie. I actually, I watched two movies. And both of them, one of them happened to be with Cole. Mm -hmm. And this is, we're going to talk about Birth of a Nation for a second. Okay. Now, Matt really wanted to talk about this because he said that he thinks it would be an interesting dialogue between you and I because we don't agree on what good movies are. And although I'd say that you and Matt are probably the, more of an expert on it than I am. So you and I sat right next to each other and watched the exact same movie at the exact same time, Birth of a Nation. Which was, in my opinion, uh, like ground shaking for me. And then you did a, 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 what do you call it, a review on it mm -hmm. and gave it like 2.5 stars. And so, anyway, what did you think about the movie? Because I, like I said, ground shaking for me, awesome, and I, I loved virtually every aspect of it and i don't know how to critique movies just as a qualifier but what were some points that were missing for you um after the movie we, we should also say that we uh we stood outside we and talked did. about it for, what, for like an, an hour. hour yeah me um, yeah you and i and also um uh, my friend uh adam came out there um and he was you and you and adam 
both loved it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you both gave it five stars, like, immediately. And I was like, basically, I, tell, tell me if this is a good enough summary of my position on it at that time, was I want to like it as much as you, but I'm going to I'm gonna have to pump the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it's also hard to talk about this stuff without spoiling it, even if it's a... Uh, you know, biopic that is. I'm pretty it. sure that like everybody. And I know knows you guys that, are spoiler people. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. You're welcome to. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not going to be the one that's at fault. Well, <laughs> well this make segment. Sure stop listening. Yeah, this segment lasts Tell for 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. So you just fast forward 15 or 20 minutes, um, and you won't have to listen to it. Yeah. So uh, let me start before the movie, and let me start like several years before the movie. Okay. Um, when uh, I was when I was in in college, I went uh, in Birmingham. I went for a year. I went to Birmingham Southern College, um, and uh, I went for a year because I didn't like it. Uh, but when I was up there, um, I I just I didn't do anything. I had no. Fr I mean, really, like it was it was a bad time. Like I had oh, no okay. friends or anything, and so I was just in my room all the time. Um, but I, at, at some point I started doing research into liberation theology and some other things. I knew that was a reason. And, um, <laughs> there was a reason why nobody liked me or what? No. <laughs> the movie. With the movie. Oh. No. Well, and, um. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't clarify. And, and I did, uh, I, you know, I, I, first of all, like this should be something I was aware of in like middle school at the latest, yeah. but I was not aware of who Nat Turner was until I started doing Just some research. Just a little side note, I found out Christian actually has learned about Nat Turner. And probably only because of school. this movie, which is great. Maybe, I don't know, but. He learned about it in school. That's fantastic. And, 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 and if that's something that, that this movie has done is bring a story like that to light, then that's fantastic wonderful. and wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't know the Nat Turner story, I mean. Go and learn about it. At least find Wikipedia for yeah. Yeah. Like do something. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's, it is, it's worth telling. And not just Nat Turner, like, that's the thing is, there were so many slave revolts. Um, I didn't know that. But, uh... I knew a couple. I knew of a couple. Not that I... Uh, I think Nat Turner's was the most, you know, had resulted in the most death. Um, okay. Certainly in the most white death, anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, which is apparently all that matters. But, um, <laughs> you know, when you, when you look something like that up. Yeah. yeah. But, so I, I, and I actually, when I say, like, I looked into Nat Turner's life, I mean, it, it was something that was kind of an interest of mine, like a big time interest of mine for like a week. I mean, you know, it's yeah. one of those things you can't look into something yeah. too much, but, but, you know, I read, read a lot about it and it was, it was interesting. And, um, you know, so, and I've heard nothing but going into this movie, I've heard nothing but how strict it adheres to his story. And I'm not somebody who thinks that a, a movie has to... You know, you can you can change facts if it helps tell the yeah. story. I'm totally cool with that. Um, but in this case, some of the stuff that it changes, and one thing in particular that it changes, I just actually think not only hurt the story, uh, uh, as uh, not only hurt Nat Turner's story, but hurt Nat Turner's story as told through the movie. Mm -hmm. And it, I'm not going to say it was like an unforgivable sin. I don't mean it like that. But it was something that changed the dynamic of the whole movie and kind of made the, the movie lose its identity so that when it was doing these other things... They were in support of the real story. They didn't really work in support of this because it just felt... Blake will, will, will attest to this. After the movie, I kept using the word Hollywood. I kept saying yeah. this movie felt way too Hollywood. There are, uh, and and I'm, I'm accidentally juxtaposing it to 12 Years a Slave, which I think is mm -hmm. kind of a masterpiece. I've got to watch that. a couple that. years ago. I watched a lot. I couldn't watch the whole thing, but yeah. I did watch um, the most of it. It was really good. It's, but it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I totally get not being able to watch it. Yeah. Um, I, as Matt would say, don't have a heart, so I can watch anything. But... Um, <laughs> 
but uh, that is what he would say. If he was <laughs> um, but uh, but that is. Would you say twelve years of ground? 12, 12, 12 rounds a year. Would, is twelve years a slave? Um, would you say that feels like it's grounded in reality? For the most part. I mean, part, as much I as it's going to be. I mean, yeah, for that kind of yeah. movie, yeah. I, I would say so. I mean, it's it, not only in terms of sets and costumes yeah. and stuff like that, but in terms of dialogue yeah. and just interaction between characters of different colors, of same colors, yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. And see, I don't have that to compare to Birth of a Nation either. Right, so right. So that that might have might have been an advantage to watch the lesser first and then go to the better. But there there are many many moments in Twelve Years a Slave that to me just rang hollow. Yeah. Um, in terms of those, those sort of things, um, whether it's yeah, and some of them I even liked, but yeah. I just but but I liked them in spite like you know they were they were the you know you're, you're charging yeah hoorah charging you up kind of moment like uh, when he sort of go has the the like Bible beef with with, with, the, 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 with the white the reverend. drunk reverend yeah, yeah. Um, and you know uh, like that was oh you mean birth it, of a nation yeah birth of a okay. nation like it felt completely inauthentic but I still liked it because it was just like yeah tell him yeah you know yeah. but. But you know when it's when it's just speech after speech after speech after speech. This movie had a lot of speeches. Yeah, it was mm. you know it had a lot of speeches and a lot of what Matt would would call Oscar moments. Um, <laughs> you know, and 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 that's okay also. Except, but wouldn't you have to have those speeches in order to get your message across to a to an ignorant not if it's audience? Well across to who? An ignorant audience. You know, well, somebody that but, doesn't but, know the story or doesn't know the actual. But you never, you never make a, never write a movie that's to an ignorant audience, though. Assume your audience has some intelligence. They don't have to know the story. No, no, no. I'm not talking about intelligence at all. I'm talking about just ignorance of lack of knowledge of that situation. Like no, it I don't seems think so. to me that that you would have to. I mean, even but, like in something like The Matrix, you're going to have to have... The certain, Matrix has too many... many. Uh, I agree. But what I'm saying too. is that you have to have that dialogue in order to understand backstories. Sure, and, I'm not anti-dialogue. I'm saying that the, 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 the specific dialogue. And, you know, we don't need... We don't need um, uh, some of these... Like, give me... Tell, tell me a speech that you particularly like from the movie. Well, especially the one that you were saying about where the Bible verses, it was just showing okay. that there's two different views of the way to look at the way that God's working in people's lives. Another one was um, whenever uh, his wife was to be bought, you know, whenever she was up on the up on the yeah. stage and they were buying her. I mean, he was having the dialogue with Sam. Yeah, I like that actually. I mean, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not saying all the dialogue is wrong. And let me say that I think that I think that a lot of this movie is great. Yeah, and and I, I said that that night too, and 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 I know that you do. I think That's that there's, why I'm a there's bit a baffled. lot of goodness in it. Yeah, I just think that I think that its main thesis was especially undercut by a decision it made to change something historical that I think worked against it. And I'm trying to dance around it. Maybe I should just talk more directly about it. But so, um, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> That's why of, we don't. That's why we do spoiler alerts yeah, on this thing. I know, I know. <laughs> so, um, part of it. Part of it is that we know for a fact, historically, it was not only common, but accepted and understood that that white slave owners were going to rape their yeah. slave, the, the, the women slaves that they have. And that, I mean, that was that to call it rampant is an understatement, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that is just how the, the world worked back then. Yeah. And um, and so when you have and it happens with two different characters, including Nat Turner, yeah. but when you have characters that are shocked and dismayed that multiple years after their wives being, you know, li uh, living on this plantation, yeah. that they're going to be taken back to be raped gotcha. and they're full of outrage. And then it kind of makes the, the slave narrative actually dampened because 
it's actually a stronger hmm. statement to say this is common to say this is common and I'm not even like emotionally attached to it anymore because it just happens wow. every night. Mm. That's actually a much deeper and, and more difficult and more gut wrenching thing for me as a white yeah, man to watch. That is just like common um, thing. Mm. And and then and then so and that leads into one of the primary problems I have with the movie is that in terms of changing history is Nat Turner, and again, we're we're a little bit limited in history as we are with any sort of history yeah. on this because Nat Turner, you know, thankfully could read and write, which was rare for a slave back then, but mm-hmm. but he could, and he kept journals and such, and so we know about some of the atrocities that happened. We know about what motivated him to uh, revolt in the way that he mm-hmm. revolted, um, and we know that he revolted because he looked at the treatment of his brothers and sisters, and he said, "This is wrong, and it's wrong based on on what God says." And I have oh, I have a that was never divine right and a divine uh, uh, responsibility responsibility to stand up for myself and my in uh, my brother. Now and that's a good point because that did not come across exactly. In the movie. It, what, what to me the, the what the movie did is the movie took that which is a plenty noble, yeah. uh, a plenty plenty noble cause, and what he what he uh, what what the movie did is it supplanted that with. Oh, my wife was raped. I'm coming after him. Hmm. And don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. your wife getting raped yeah. <laughs> in it's any circumstance plenty valid enough is of plenty a valid enough, yeah. you know, to at least instill an emotional response that says I'm going to react violently against the person that yeah. did this. Yeah. But like we've seen that movie a million times. Liam Neeson's in that movie. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like there are plenty of those movies. Yeah. And and it, what it does is it takes the it takes the focus away from the brutality. So what do you of think that the slavery. producers? purpose of making it that way was instead of well, what actually happened he wrote directed and, acted, and he, he did, did all everything. that right okay so what do you think that his motivation I just think for it's, that was it's easier and slash i would put in parentheses maybe uh lazier storytelling oh I, it's just easier for an audience black white red whatever mm-hmm. you know it's just easier for us to watch and say oh man that i can't believe he just raped that girl and, and right after he stood up for it yeah. in that way huh. well uh, and that was the thing too because he had it was the indie where it got picked up Right. I, so he could have done yeah. anything. Oh, he yeah. could have done it. Mm. The story he the way he was down to Fox yeah. or 20th century. Exactly. You know. And when they have, they make you reshoot because yep. they don't like it. Yeah. So that's why I think that yep. is the biggest problem is that it was so inaccurate, and a lot of people are saying that you know, I, um, not what happened. I also think so. that it it walked the line with the Christ imagery stuff a little bit. I, either either not enough or too much. Like I actually can't decide. It just walked the line. Like I it, like kind of pick one side or the other. Either make this a story about a hero, uh-huh. and you're going to turn him into a Christ figure, uh-huh. uh, a la Braveheart or something like that, or just dodge that altogether. But it sort of felt like the movie was eighty percent on that Turner side, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm fine with it being a hundred percent on his side, and, and in, in a way it kind of becomes a sort of historical agitprop, uh-huh. or I'm fine with it being a 50-50 gray narrative, like, you know, he was mistreated, but God says turn the other cheek, and like, what should he have done? Was he right? Was he justified? I don't know. Yeah. But it definitely wasn't that, because it was definitely on his side, but it didn't feel like, like, I almost just wish it would have gone one way or another. And that, My preference and is always the 50-50, but hundred percent would be better than yeah. 80%. Mm. I got you, and because of that, it's, it turns nebulous. Right. And so one thing that did come across in the movie is every time that he was preaching, the, the thing that I got, the thing that like hit me the hardest is that he'd be preaching to his brothers and sisters and he almost every sermon was we're going to wait on the Lord and right. you know in due time. And why was that? Just for the not I'm not grilling you. I'm saying for the listener's sake. 
Why, why was that his message? Like, who was influencing him to, to do that? Well, that was the slave owners yeah. making him go around right. and saying these things and, you know, yeah. be submissive to your masters. But I'm talking even whenever he was with his own black congregation and yeah. preaching oh, out yeah, of the yeah. word, he was still, it was, you know, and we're going to wait on the Lord and he's going to take care of us, all this stuff. But that was before he went around, right? That I was told, before yeah, the Lord. That yeah. was, that was before. And I was just thinking about, you know, just the black community in general at the time. And I could see why at some point, and th- like this is where it theologically hit me, really in a in a in a way where I have to, even today, I have to sit there and think to myself, how active am I supposed to be, and how much how passive am I supposed to be? Because, you know, if he's sitting there preaching to people that are being atrociously abused on the daily, and even you know taken away being beaten or whatever just the position that they were in right. they're and sit, yeah <laughs> they're probably sitting yeah. there saying we're gonna wait on the lord to have vengeance for us and you know and couldn't even really preach a liberation type of gospel um and that's where i have to sit step back and that was one of the things that actually got me about the movie you know i'm sitting here watching the atrocities that are happening to the black community at the time and and I look at today, and I have to sit there and say, how much has actually changed? You know, I know that a lot has changed, but there is a there is a mentality that is exactly the same as 250 years ago, still prevalent in our society today. And although the treatment of black people are is better, there there, there is a mentality there that I find starkly. It, there was a stark uh, similarity. And I, that was, I yeah, think, I mean, what he was trying to get across in the movie. See, I, well, on one side, I mean, you're, you're right. On one side, I think we should note it's way better. I mean, there, you know, it like, is. There's, no, not, there's no black property in America, totally and that agree. is a huge step. So I, I just want to say that. But you're right. I mean, there's, there are similarities that are impossible to ignore. I would say, and I don't know if we're going to get into it later, but I would say 13th, does yeah, a much did, better job of tying right into, into that. Yep. T- uh, of telling that. the historical narrative. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I mean, well, first of all, what did you think of Thirteenth, and 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 in terms of that specifically too? You you mean the tie? You, you know what I think. You know I loved it, but I haven't yeah. heard. What no, you I absolutely loved it. But are you talking about from the tie-in from slavery to today's? Well, just slavery. how it tells the narrative of saying yes, we've come far, but no, we haven't come far. Yes, if it, that makes sense. It, it was. It was perfectly played out. I agree. That was one of the most perfect documentaries I've ever seen. And in fact, there was even one part I have never um, <laughs> in my life. I don't think that I can remember where where I've literally like ground my teeth with tears, you know, thinking about some, you know, like a Jeremiah type of moment, you know, just like lamenting for people Mm -hmm. until I watched this just a little while ago. And it was, you know, it was whenever they were showing some of the, some of the rhetoric rhetoric that's being talked and spoken today, overlapping video Mm -hmm. from the 1960s. Talking about about two thirds of the way through. Yes, with the shoving and the in the crowd. Oh, oh my it was it's God, one of the it's one man. of the more powerful montages I've seen in a long time. I in in terms of agitprop, um, I I honestly think it goes up there with, um, you know the what is the name of the Russian film on the the mutiny film from like the nineteen teens. Like it's that good. Like I have to go back like no. ninety years I or eighty now. years. I think it was the nineteen twenties, something like that. Um, but uh, I mean it's it's remarkable. Um, it's to me. Uh, third, and to me, and I, I had that opinion on Birth of a Nation before I saw Thirteenth. But to me, Thirteenth 
and, and I'm not trying to convince you in, in any of this, but because you had an emotional response, it's wonderful, and I don't want to yeah. take that emotional response away. And that from was you, what's it was so weird. Like I, you know, I was in the movie with you. There was Back to Birth of a Nation. I'm, yeah. I'm sitting in the seat next to him. I'm like literally trying not to sob because I thought you were other, sobbing at one point. <laughs> I no, I I was, but I was trying not to be uh, yeah. audibly right, sobbing right, right. because there are other people in this yeah. in this audience right. that are trying to enjoy the movie yeah. and they don't want to see some dude sitting there freaking weeping or whatever. Right. So I mean that I mean like it hit me. And and birth and thirteenth did the same thing with me except I wasn't sobbing I was literally the teeth grinding tears coming out of my and I it just reminded me of like somebody lamenting from the Bible or you know Jesus you know w- weeping whenever they didn't understand that Lazarus was only sleep you know those type of things yeah. you know um, I've never had an emotional response like that until I watched this movie or thirteenth I mean is what um, I'm talking about that's interesting because I don't think. I mean, I said just a second ago before we were, like, during the break, I think that, that uh, Birth of a Nation was more more movie uh, trying to attack your heart, and 13th is more movie trying to attack your head. Yeah. And you're talking about a sort of guttural, maybe oh, heart reaction man. to it, uh, which I don't mean to say is absent from it. That is supposed to be there, but it's... But it's, just saying you would say it's, it's grounded. No, no, but it's grounded. <laughs> you would agree that it's grounded more in, like... I mean, it has... The, the, it's, it's literally structured where it, it tells part of a story, and then it comes up with a statistic, and you see a graph. Absolutely. Like it's... Well. it's She's amazing um, director Ava as well. Too. Yeah. yeah, she's was she? In she's it? no. She okay. does Queen Sugar. Oh, she's a, wow. The, um, she did Selma. Okay. Yeah. So awesome. she's her direction with it. I don't. I'm not going to watch this. You really should. No, um, I shouldn't. Okay. I don't want to. No. <laughs> but, oh, um, really good. And because it's right here and connected to that, you see that book right behind you, uh, Just Mercy. Yeah, uh, you see the author there, Brian Stevenson. He was in Thirteenth. Okay. You remember him? He was one of the Which main guys one? they were interviewing. Bald what head. was he wearing? I don't remember. Oh, I mean, he had he has a he has a, sh- a shaved this, head. Yeah, but did he have a red shirt on? It might have been he him. He could have. I don't remember. Oh, cool. He was like one of the main, but he's wonderful, and that's a great book if you want to get it. Just mercy. Uh, but actually, Thirteenth mm. is based on another great book, The New Jim Crow. Hmm. Um, by, uh, I heard that. Who yeah. was it? What's her name? I don't remember her name. But anyway, um, but yeah, Thirteenth is phenomenal. It's on Netflix also. Yeah, that's where I watched everybody it. Everybody has Netflix. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the only place it's available. That's I mean, where I watched so. it. I think it so. Really, really At least good. for a little yeah. while, it'll yeah. be on Netflix. But, uh, yeah, Thirteenth is to me much much better at communicating. I mean, they have different aims, but much better at communicating some of the things you were talking about in Birth of a Nation. And I think that it should be like I want. I'm gonna have Christian watch that show. Oh, this yeah. might be for fun dialogue, not to put you on the spot with this, and you don't have to do this. But um, and I don't even really know exactly where you stand, but I know you're a libertarian. And um, although I'm, I might be moving, uh, moving that after watching Thirteenth. All right. Well, that'll 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 be a perfect thing to say based on what I'm about to say, which is to me like uh, a lot of my libertarian friends who are good people and I do think care about the world. They try to turn every, and they don't deny this, they t- try to turn every racial issue into an economic, economic issue. issue. Yeah. And they say, well, they're not being picked on because they're black. They're being picked on because they live in poor neighborhoods. Once we fix yeah. the economy, then they're and, fixed. And I don't agree and, with that, though. And even 13, 13th, would you, would you agree, is a powerful statement that, that doesn't it ignore doesn't, the economic problems, nope. but it says... It doesn't matter. But it says that there is a deeper issue here yeah. that is undeniable and statistical. Yeah. And, and um, I... I thought it was. I didn't even think about it when I was telling you about Thirteenth initially uh, earlier in the week. Um, but um, actually, did I tell you about Thirteenth? 
I don't even know that I did. You just watched it on your own, maybe. You had mentioned it, but I'd already heard about oh, okay. it from several other sources, so I but, really uh, wanted to watch it. And then after you said that you had seen it and it was good, I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta but, watch. But it. anyway, it wasn't, it wasn't like me manipulating you so that I could have this conversation. <laughs> but it was. But I oh, part promise. of my plan. No, 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 but, but I was thinking afterwards. I was like, this is this is a conversation that I would love to have with any of my libertarian friends afterwards. Is try like like try to see them try to stick to that narrative after this. Oh, it's, it's impossible. And I, although I didn't, I didn't agree with that with that line of thinking before I watched this. I but mean, you, you acknowledge that's a common line. Oh, of absolutely, in absolutely. And in the conservative only, circles, yeah. you know, it, yeah. when speaking on. And the, I'm on libertarian for certain reasons, but if you have to be in a box, yeah. But I mean, I'm like, I mean, there's a lot of Republicans that don't agree with a lot of what Republicans agree with, you know. And there's a lot of Democrats that don't agree with. But it's just that libertarians, so far in my studies, have been the closest thing that came to my feelings about political situations. But I'm telling you, like, I was watching this and I was like, man, I, you know, I just, I'm going to have to switch parties at this point. I'm going to be, in fact, it's it stuck so starkly with me that I'm actually going to be emailing uh, Gary Johnson and finding out if his campaign can answer a few questions of mine. Awesome. Uh, because, I mean, it's like, it was that serious yeah. for me with some of the, especially with some of the corruption that was going on between um, politics and corporations is just like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, I, it, like, I don't even know the right word for it. I mean, it is, I don't, I don't know what would be worse actually is this is how I'm po pointing it out. The relationship between corporations and politicians or beating a 10 year old in the street. Like which one is worse? That it's, I'm starting to see that there's it's an atrocity what is happening on a political level mm -hmm. between uh, corporations and, and the political arena. I mean, mm -hmm. it is an absolute atrocity where people are literally dying as a result of it. Mm -hmm. So, mass. yes, yeah. So, anyway, including ten-year-olds. Oh, um, yeah, including I know, and nobody's that's, immune to it. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know, so I'm glad that we didn't go to politics for this uh, episode. <laughs> I'm glad we steered, steered away from that. We yeah. need to turn this into Woo, a, That was a, close. A, a, this can't be an audio podcast. This has got to be a video podcast. Just, <laughs> just stuck on Gwen's face, whatever Blake says, some of these things. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Can we talk about anything else? You can talk about the ridiculous um, series that I watched on Netflix today. Which one? Glitch. It's called Glitch. I don't know Glitch. Never heard it's, of Glitch. Is this sci-fi stuff? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. One of my friends um, Skyped me and was like, have you seen this? It just got published yesterday. I was like, of course not. But today is my sit on the couch and watch ridiculous, weird shows on Netflix day. So I started it. It's not as stupid as sci-fi. Okay. But it's like the sci-fi network. But it's still like, hmm. <laughs> 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 One of those things. <laughs> so... It's in it's in um, set in Australia, in um, this little town. I know I'm gonna butcher it. Um, Johanna, Johanna, something like that is what it's called. The town's called, and these people just start rising from the dead, but they're not zombies. They're not zombies. Isn't that they're, the definition of a zombie? They are not <laughs> zombies. <laughs> So, it might require further explanation. Yeah. So they're like fully animated, fully alive. Yeah, people? fully alive. One died in like the um, 1800s. One died in World War One. Okay. And then like, and they come back. They're full facts. So it's like Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, but in Australia. Do yeah. they? 
I get it. Pretty much. <laughs> but now none of them have their memory except that's for the I, one that had. Well, she got hers back like pretty fairly recent, but of course we all know why because her her husband's a cop. I and like Scooby Doo on Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> her husband's the cop that found them, so of course she'll get her okay. memory back fastest because that that story. But anyway, then everybody's searching for their memory and blah, 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 and everything, so. So all of them know that they actually were dead? Uh, by the second episode, everyone knew they were dead. Okay. And then, um, it's six episodes, so it wasn't that, like, you know, I mean, six hours. Yeah. So it wasn't that, like, a 13-hour, like, series or whatever, but by the end by the first one you would not sit down long enough to watch it at all getting bored listening to it <laughs> you hate everything i watch anyway no not everything we enjoy a lot of the same it's shows just, it's just the sci-fi stuff it's just kind of awesome yeah it's, it's awesome. <laughs> awesomely bad now this one this one had a budget so that's always good that they have a budget and you know did money. they spend any of the budget on like a screenwriter <laughs> yeah actually no no really no really real talk no really it was like oh okay like substance and stuff so cool. it wasn't like you know of course it's cheesy as shit i don't I mean, like cheesy i, I mean, don't like bad but i don't like no cheesy. it's not bad yeah cool like you i will i will say some sci-fi shows i watch like this is horrible but i'm going to sit here and watch it <laughs> anyway because it's so ridiculous Cole said the same thing like i was talking to him about luke cage and he said you know if i'm gonna watch it i gotta watch it all the way through and i said well if you don't like it just watch the first episode he's like no i can't do I can't that do it. yeah like even if it's that, bad I'm, that, I'm gonna commit yeah. myself and to watching all about the bad as far as tv if i'm watching a bad movie and 10 minutes in i know this movie sucks like i'm only off. on the hook for another hour and a half oh okay <laughs> but if i'm watching a TV show and I'm 10 minutes into it and this sucks like I'm on the hook for half my life yeah like I'm not gonna I no I stopped I like certain shows like I stopped I stopped watching Quantico because I was just like yeah I'm done I get done with them man it's whenever like set, start, when it, whenever what, it's, oh this will fun this will okay. be fun what's your favorite TV show of all time Crazy Walking Anatomy. Dead okay Game of Thrones yeah I've not seen any of those but I've seen the first two episodes of no, three, epi- uh, three episodes of Walking Dead. Did you like it, or was it stupid for you? Funny thing. Um, I liked the first episode. I didn't like the... Funny thing. Episode. He did not want to watch um, game, um, either Dead. one, no, really. No, I didn't. He didn't want, I'm like not I a said, I have guy. to I sit, just... sit him down and make him watch it. And like the fr- Even me, for the first episode of um, Walking Dead, I'm like, I cannot watch this. But once I got into it, I'm like, yeah. Like, right before season... Two, two came out. I watched the whole thing. No, it was three because there was only six episodes of season yeah. oh, okay. one. So like right before, before season three came back. But then I couldn't oh, get enough. She's I, like a crack They were dealer. like a um, it's like, marathon on TV. You can watch the first TV. one for free. Or was it? I don't it know. It was. It was a 24-hour no, marathon. Was, you know how, you I probably don't know how they it. split the seasons up now with yeah. the TVs. But I watched they, all like, of it. They stopped filming and stopped showing new episodes in, like right before Thanksgiving. Oh. And then they don't come back until like... February, okay. especially with um, Walking Dead. So I think that's what it was. Like it was um, the first season and then the first half of the second season that I made him sit down and watch. I was like, we're not leaving this room until you watch <laughs> all of them. He's like, I'm not going to like this. It's not okay. So yeah. And I watched, after now the first hooked. few episodes, I had to sit and watch yeah. all of them. I yeah. loved it. I, the first three I watched when there was no streaming way to do it so i watched them like on the opening thing and yeah. i was actually at rob and robbie's house yeah. so so rob gets to you know talk which one did he turn in which question 
pizza or something like that. The thank milk. you. Milk, yeah. even yeah. worse. <laughs> um, thank you, Rob. Um, but, uh, uh, but so in, when we were doing that, it was on Wednesdays, I think. But whatever mm-hmm. day of the week it was, like it was a bunch of us that went over there and watched it. And after the third episode, I was like, all right, I'm not coming back. But if we were streaming, I would have had to watch them all. And yeah. It would have been disastrous. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like the first, the, the no, first season Most was like, eh. yeah, and I hear it gets better. But then, yeah, the first, like you said, the first few episodes, it takes a while for you to actually get into it. Which same way with Game of Thrones, like I was, I knew for a fact, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna try and watch this because it looks kind of interesting. But Game of Thrones, but is like the best I had to I mean, make myself because I'm not a medieval kind of right. genre of person, so I was like. I'm gonna watch this. Gotta watch this because they say it's good. And they even and threw then, a little bit of sci-fi in there for you. Well, which all is, the sci-fi. Um, but, but the thing the about Game of Thrones, <laughs> Game of with Thrones is twelve different movies. Yeah, and they and just more. happen to be playing them concurrently because I mean it, it goes into every family of the kingdom, and you get to watch everything about all the families. So. It's pretty awesome. It is. It's amazing. Kind of shocked that you but don't I'm, watch I'm, it. It's kind of grossed me out. It I, seems I like you would like it. I thought, I thought I that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. What season is it? Six. Oh, it's going on seven. I'm watching it. <laughs> It's only 13 you episodes. There is, no, there is no power of persuasion that can get me to watch it at this point. It doesn't exist in the world. Because <laughs> if you watch the we'll first keep. episode, then you lose your job by watching the rest of them. <laughs> I have to make it through all six seasons. Being, being, being with a basketball game, watching it on your phone. <laughs> Riley ended up watching one episode, and um, now he's he, watching. He's it. watched all of them now because he liked yeah. it so much. Because he was Good at Rob's you, house, did you say he was at Rob's, and then he was yeah. like watching it. Or How's uh, uh, basketball going for you? Oh wait, we're still on this. Yeah, we'll go back to that. <laughs> Sorry. What music are you listening to right now? Oh yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, New music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Beatles are pretty recent. Yeah, never heard just them came out. Just came out. Um, no, it, there's been a lot of good music in the last month. I mean, yeah. I, when you say recent, you mean this week? Or? Yeah, this week. Um, this week. What has come week? out this week? I feel like. Well, I talked about a table at the. Um, oh, a seat I know. At the table. Solange is just the best. Yeah, uh, we I've talked about that. Her. Yeah, it's Beyonce's sister. I, I know who she is. She has some. She's awesome music. She's all yeah, of. But this I is my like favorite of her albums. She's by got, a lot. That's actually. a really good album. Yeah. I seriously just equated her with Britney Spears' sister, trying to get no. into the trying to get into the scene. No, 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 no. She, she's been actually, out honestly, for a while. Honestly, Solange. Like, and this isn't a knock on Beyonce. Who's the best? Yeah. But uh, but Solange is more of a legitimate musician in some ways than Beyonce. Who's more more of the pop icon. She's than, poppy, uh, but um, I'd say she's more indie. Yeah, absolutely. Indie, especially like, especially folky, like the, the, her newest album too is like this like neo soul funk thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it I has traces it of pop, I guess, but not really. But it's uh, it's got more interludes than songs. It feels uh, like. yeah, but they're like, good. They all melt into to the song, so I'm like not just like talking and you know doing something weird and before a song, it actually yeah, melts I mean, into the yeah. song. Like some of the songs are really enhanced by the interlude before. Yeah. Don't touch my hair, particularly. I would yeah. say. <laughs> um, like with, I mean, it would be I think a great <clears throat> song, but with that interlude, it's really great. Yeah. Um, but that's more than a week old, right? What about yeah. um, um. Oh, uh, did you see? This is, I think, a little over a week old too. But uh, Ti has a new EP out. I did no, see. Um, I did that. hear about it. I hadn't listened to it, but I did um, read about. He did. I did see a snippet of the video, but I don't know if that's on the album. Is that on that album? Which video? What is it? <sighs> I don't even remember the name of it. Um, it's been. I mean, it's been a. It's minute. probably either We Will Not or Warzone. Yep. Because I think those are the two that's sort of it. singles so yeah. far. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, it's just an EP. It's six songs. Yeah. And it's not great. Like, I don't know what... I feel like everybody thinks the exact same... Like, everybody... Like, some people just don't like rap or whatever. Yeah. But if, you, if, if you're if you not... Like, everybody has the same thoughts on T.I. 
Oh yeah, Ti is fine. Like no, nobody, nobody's like I love Ti. He's my favorite. Okay, yeah. like, he's the goat. Like nobody yeah, does yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, But no, but nobody like hates Ti. Oh, well, awesome. Well, then you should check it out because, in my opinion, I don't think this is his best work as far as just rhyme and flow. Yeah. yeah. And wordplay. Uh, it's not bad, but it's not his best. Yeah. But it, I think I do think it's the most complete album, even only at six uh, hmm. six songs. Because that part was so of my frustration weird. with I remember you talking about that, how you judge things on full albums, and I wouldn't even yeah, know I'm how not, to I'm not a song guy, I'm an album that. guy. I don't even yeah. listen to, to singles usually. And, you know, like, I mean, sometimes <laughs> they just come on the radio, but but I don't even really go for singles until I hear an album usually. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, like uh, T.I. has not been somebody who has really had much of... Like his albums just kind of feel like a collection of songs. Yeah. They don't really feel like albums to me. Mm. Uh, but this one is very, very much a passionate and coherent mm. voice against police brutality yeah. and such. And, and um, uh, what's the name of the song? I have I, on the album and I just pulled it up and then my phone died. Okay. Uh, um, uh, 40 Acres, mm. which is reworked. It actually came out several months ago, but he redid the, the song and had Killer Mike come on as guest vocals. Huh. Killer Mike's just the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. And so anytime you get Killer Mike to come on, it's at least going to be, his verse is at least going to be worthwhile. And that's my favorite song <laughs> on the album. Killer Mike's Just listen best. to it for just that verse. It'd be, that's funny. It's, it's wonderful. Well, I'll but, be listening to that this um, week. I'll check that yeah. out. And then, and then uh, uh, Danny Brown's Atrocity Exhibition is not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And I think that some people are going to just straight up hate that album. In fact, almost everybody I talk to is like, you like that? Are really? You sure? What's wrong with it? It's weird. It's... One like of the Chance the Rapper weird? No, no, no. Weirder. Far weirder. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it's maybe the weirdest rap album like I've heard in a, like that I can remember. Wow. Um, okay. And um, it's, it's kind of got a, like, a, like an 80s, um, I don't know, like, a, like 80s underground rock scene element to it. Hmm. Um, but... Uh, <clears throat> but then it's got Danny Brown, which if you know if you if you know Danny Brown, he's just got a weird vocal delivery anyway. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't feel like it would be have, have any synergy there. But it's I just think it's, it's it's at the very least I think it's one of the most interesting projects we released this year, huh. and I think it's also one of the best. Oh, I'll cool. listen to that. Oh, I want to go back to shows. You need to watch Atlanta then. I do oh, want to see yeah, Atlanta. You've got to see I Atlanta. Want to. I want to. Now I mean, that I one was love, a good show. I, I think you'd actually sit down and watch and enjoy. Oh, I was going to ask you, like, can't we give it... You, your thing is you don't have Xfinity or something, right? Is that why you can't well, watch I have, it? I have WoW. I mean, I, I have yeah. cable. Yeah. So you can... But I'm, Can you, you know, go back and watch it? Everybody has on demand, babe. Okay. I'm sure I could figure it out. I just <clears throat> if, if you, you have if you have uh, if you have cable, you have on demand. And also, like how many episodes are in the season? Like soon, it'll all be available, probably. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, uh, especially with FX because yeah. they put everything on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, watch and it. soon it's, it's really soon good. after the season. From what I hear is really stepping up their game in the TV world. Am I wrong? Yeah, um, I hadn't watched their other series, Better Things. I don't wasn't interested in that, but. I mean, with American Horror Story, which I stopped watching as well. But I really enjoy um, Atlanta. That was a that good was, one. That's one and of the Queen best Sugar is really good, I too. I like Queen Sugar a lot, too, but Atlanta yeah. is way yeah. better than Queen Sugar. Yeah, because, I mean... And I should like Queen Sugar better because it's it's based in New Orleans. I mean, it, there's, like, so much familiarity with it, but, I mean... Yeah. Shout out to one of my favorite people on Twitter, uh, Roger Greer. He's a uh, Episcopalian priest in Memphis, and he's this gay black guy who's a big activist. And uh, Queen Sugar is like his favorite show. It's amazing. I've never seen it. It's, it's a really so good show. Good. It's re- I didn't think because um, 
the kind of person you know I want stuff to happen really soon. Yeah, it's but definitely see drama. the movie. Um, the, I like how everything like slowly drawn out yep. and how beautifully it's done. It's a yep. really good show. I it's really awesome. enjoy it. But anyway, all right, we're done with this segment. We'll be back. All right. All right, we're back. Yep. Closing. You haven't got to say much this episode. Yeah, I have. I've okay. talked a bunch. Sounds good. All right. Closing thoughts then. I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. I wrote a lot of things. Wait, and I just... Until we talk about it first <laughs> and then she'll talk about it. Do you have closing thoughts? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just comment on Gwen's comment on your closing thought. <laughs> <laughs> No, what happens is that I give a closing thought, and she always says I'm not going to talk about it, and then I give a closing thought, and then while I'm talking, she gets more and more riled up because she can't talk because I'm talking, and then she's like, okay, I'm going to say something, well, and here yeah. it is. Uh, no, uh, I don't I don't really have too much of anything okay. other than um, I'm trying to learn how to, to keep... To, to humanize everybody, even though I strongly disagree with them mm -hmm. on a lot of cases. Because mm -hmm. um, the Trump rally came into Panama City, and I was like so thrilled about it. And somebody actually asked me if I was going to go. I was like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> we saw. But anyway, I never really, like, people didn't get weird in the streets or anything like that. And I got to remember, man, you know, Sounds a like lot of them. Yeah, yeah. people didn't get weird in the streets. Yeah, but I mean, I got to, I got to remember, you know, that they're human beings and they, they, you know, as good as their intentions are, they, you know, they're most people are, you know, genuinely decent people and don't really bring politics into everyday conversation and judge me by them. But you're saying really good, nice things, and I just keep like trying to picture what your all next I see is red. Like, it's going to be called people getting weird in the streets. I <laughs> that. I just, I'm trying to figure out what the image Write that will be. down. People, getting, people weird getting weird in the streets. That's going to be but the anyway, title of this show. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that I'm working on making sure that I keep everybody human because I don't want to fall into the trap of being yeah. mad at other people for no, not, I'm not I'm humanizing people. That is a struggle. Like yeah. people on people that I don't agree with, I feel like don't humanize either liberals or black people, and I've got to remember like not to be that person on the other side of the fence who don't humanize mm -hmm. them. So, anyway. Yeah. That's my closing thoughts. Love everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I wanted to say at all. I'm trying so hard. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of, like, trying to call people out on their bullshit daily. Yeah. And trying to preserve my peace. Because if I sit here and bark at people all the time, it's not going to help anything because they're not going to listen. And by this late stage in the game, yeah, I can't let, like, that's why, exactly what I told one of my friends. He's like, yeah, this is such a good movie, 13th. And I was like, I cannot allow that in my spirit right now. Yeah. I cannot put that on myself. So I'm gonna, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon and just try and um, deal with people with grace. Yeah. And stop, like, n try not well, to, like, be a complete and total bitch to them because I, I feel it. Cause yeah. I, so I'll I pick up your guys' slacks then. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I, like, I had a conversation with Cole earlier in the week. Yeah. And it was, we are called to love people. Like, yes. as Christians, we're called to love people. But I am having a struggle with 
how how do I love people but still maintain and love my family more in yeah. a sense? Yeah. You know, like because I I feel the need to defend and yeah. protect you and Christian and Jordan, but I am still called to to love them, and so I'm I think I'm battling that part of our journey. Yeah, and I'm definitely and battling that right now. But last night I was thinking and talking to Jesus, and he he did tell me, and I hated this. God, he's so mean sometimes, but so right. He's put us in a unique position, in a unique place to do mm-hmm. a unique thing. Yeah. And I that bothers me. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> he also has the advantage of always being right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Blake prays at night, Jesus, take this purpose away from my life. <laughs> <laughs> Closing. Cole? Um, Man, I don't know. Thank you. This is super fun. Yeah. I don't have like a closing it's thought. It's just I just really enjoyed this. Oh, well, awesome! So enjoyed good. having you on. Yeah, it was good to have a third voice on here. And I besides would listen to totally myself. appreciate people like commenting and emailing and asking us questions and letting us know how they felt about the way that we handle the guest. Try, try to judge because we've never done a guest. Try to, before. Try to yeah. judge the efficacy of an episode with a guest apart from the efficacy of the guest himself. <laughs> I was gonna do the opposite, like try not to judge the guests it's based not, on how good the how can, sucky can, the the hosts are. You can acknowledge that they made a really poor choice on who oh, the first guest should be, but but try not to to blame them for how the episode goes from that point forward. Okay, so I have the opposite opinion of that. So. I know. Well, like, subscribe, share the podcast, email us if you have any questions. On a really long email um, address. Yeah, clearly random with Blake and Gwen at gmail.com. No, I'm not changing it. Set in stone now. <laughs> not, not doing it. Um, so we'll see you next week. All right, bye. bye, guys. Say bye, Cole. Bye. <laughs>